You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Third quarter, 27-7. So they're, they're making Leap to Fame uh, really stretch out here. It's Deus Ex at the top of the lane out in front. Leap to Fame in second. And Brigadier Sun third. Then Quartzite. They straighten. Deus Ex in front. Leap to Fame starting to knuckle down on the outside. It's Deus Ex Leap to Fame. Deus Ex Leap to Fame. Deus Ex Leap to Fame. Leap to Fame goes home too well. And Leap to Fame beat Deus Ex. They came away from the other pair. Yeah, Deus Ex there is a good measuring stick for Leap to how well Leap to Fame's obviously come back. And those quarters yesterday, 28 31 1, 27 7, 26 6. And Chris, he just looked uh, in the zone there. We were so excited about his return to the races. When do you think that will be? Good morning to you. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Um, probably next week, Steve, probably towards the end of next week, I'm tipping. I don't think he needs another trial, judging by what he delivered yesterday. And you're right, uh, Deus Ex is a really good measuring stick uh, because he is a very capable front runner. And he got a half in 59 there yesterday. They naturally zipped home in, in fast splits, as you just read out. But it was just the way he went about it, Leap to Fame. He really pinned the ears back. He wanted to win. Grant Dixon did little or nothing on him, and he was able to wear down Deus Ex. Deus Ex trialled exceptionally well, but he just ran into an absolute freak of nature there in, in Leap to Fame. We spoke with Chloe Butler yesterday, and I asked her what sort of time Deus Ex is capable of running at Albion Park, and she said 150, maybe even a fraction quicker than 150, near track record time, which is 149.2. So... That return was very ominous for what's uh, what's ahead. Uh, the APG series is going to be the first major target. He's only probably going to have three runs this campaign. Then he'll have a, just a little bit of a freshen up before the Winter Carnival, Rising Sun, Blacks of Fake, and then obviously all roads will head to Sydney for the $2.1 million Eureka. So that's September 2. So he looked awesome. Bigger, better stronger, more determined. So it's a scary thought for his rivals moving forward. Mm. Is there anything that's going to test him in that rising sun when he runs in at second up? Uh, probably not. And, and that's the unknown. Uh, we haven't had any ex, uh, invites yet. We'll talk more about this with Darren Clayton when he joins us because he was big on this last week. When are we going to see some invites? Well, I think it's signed, sealed and delivered that Leap to Fame will be the first horse invited to this year's Rising Sun. Uh, what's he going to be opposed to? What's prepared to come here and take him on in his own backyard? That's the big thing. What will make the trip here to take him on? Uh, does a cooter come across from New Zealand? What is there south of the border? Catch a wave we know has gone to the paddock. Captain Ravishing, probably unlikely. He's likely to have a spell. So these horses, Captain Ravishing, Catch a Wave, Leap to Fame on a collision course for the Eureka on September 2. But it's going to be fascinating to see what comes to Brisbane to take him on in the rising sun. Chris, we all love and often say it on, on Racing HQ, whether it be an outstanding thoroughbred, an outstanding greyhound or an outstanding pacer, these horses have drawing power. So I'm just hoping he comes back in a blaze of glory first up and win, wins as we expect that he will. Uh, there'll be a massive build-up to his second-up uh, run in that feature race, uh, the Rising Sun, and hopefully he starts to draw some crowds and gets you know the thoroughbred and the greyhound code interested as well, Chris. 
Yeah, absolutely, Steve. It's a, it's a really good point you raise because I'm certain, looking back, uh, we probably missed a golden opportunity during that golden era of harness racing here in the state probably 10, 15 years ago now when we had the likes of Black Safe, the greatest horse of all time. Be Good Johnny, a jewel miracle mile and a flashing red, one of the greatest stayers in the modern era, slip and slide. But I just felt that we didn't do enough to promote these uh, world-class horses. We've got to get right behind Leap to Fame, Racing Queensland, all clubs. We've just got to really spruik him because he's well worth spruiking. He could be, you know, a generational type talent, Leap to Fame. And uh, that was, you know, as I said, ominous signs there yesterday with that trial mm. and the way he went about it. Chris, I know you've got a heap of guests lined up. What date is that rising sun? Because I'm just thinking about cross-code promotion, given the thoroughbred winter carnival is just around the corner. I think it's around July 2 or July July 9th. 2. Yeah, it's early July. Right. So it's around that Sunshine Coast sort of carnival time when they have yep. their feature race at the back end of the carnival. Fair enough. Who have you got lined up, Chris? Well, we've got a busy morning, Steve. We're going to speak with Mark Rees very shortly, Gail Geeson. They've both got runners tonight. John Bazirio, I want to find out whether he's a Queenslander or a New South Welshman, Darren Clayton as well. So there is a lot to get through, and we're going to speak with Mark Rees first up because for mine, this uh, this horse is probably the most perfectly placed horse. It's really good management on on part of uh, on behalf of Mark Rees, the way he's been able to find a race for his runner, Gwyneth Thee. She goes around in the last, race nine, number eight. She's going to be very, very short. I think she's $1.25 with Tab right now, but he couldn't have picked out a better race for her, and Mark's online with us now. Mark, appreciate the time. Oh, thanks, Chris. Uh, you have found the race to put your horse in tonight because she is just throwing in, given these conditions. Yeah, yeah she is, Chris. I, I, look, I, she was just getting through her classes too quick. Like, she became a a band five mare after, you know, three wins. So I thought, sort of thought, well, I'll have to get some low fruit soon or we're going to run out of races. So I just started looking for the uh, three-win race and found one that stood up. Well, you've done an exceptionally good job because uh, just looking at it, I, I don't know how her rivals are going to beat her tonight. Uh, well, she should be winning. But, you know, having said that, she's uh, she's probably getting... Towards the end of her campaign, she's, um, she, you know, she arrived from New Zealand and usually I just give them a couple of starts and spell them, but I haven't with her. I've just kept her going. So, um, you know, she's due for an ease up soon. She's only a light frame filly. Um, so I, I still think she'll win. Yeah, OK, fair enough. She's exceeded all expectations on tipping since arriving from New Zealand. Oh, yeah. I, I've told a few people when she got off the truck, I was going to put her back on again. She was a tiny, skinny little thing, and I, I thought I'd done my day. Um, but she's still a, a good horse. Yeah. <laughs> so you, yeah I, I know we've spoken on. about her previously. She is a daughter of the Gold Age. They've got some speed, those horses, don't they? Well, they do. I've got another one. I've got Wood, Woodley Diego's a, a gold ace as well, and he's he's got a lot of speed. But they, 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 seem, to, they seem to be speedy, skinny... Uh, little zippy things um, and don't take a lot of work and probably that's why I've been out of keeper going for so long because I just don't work her in between races she gets a, a tiny little bit of a jog and that's it okay so she's very low maintenance by the sound of it oh yeah she's she, oh, yeah she's terrific she doesn't and um, uh, she doesn't wear boots either so that makes it even better <laughs> okay does she wear a head check no no head check no, no head check no boots 
Um, yeah, it's just really easy to do anything with. Um, but like I said before, I'm running out of races with her. Okay, well, you found the ideal race tonight, no doubt about it. And you've got the right man behind, and Nathan's been driving her the last couple of starts. And uh, yeah. he, he's driving like a man possessed right now, isn't he? Oh, my word. Uh, he could, um, yeah, he could, he's winning on everything at the moment. Um, he, he won on a 25 to 1 shot the other day when I was watching, and I thought, my God, he can win on a rocking horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is just in super form. So you've got to be patient. They've put you in the last race, but uh, she's probably going around in the last race because she was always going to be so short. But as you said, she looks the winner of that race. Another horse that I wanted to talk to you about this morning, Mark, was your trotter. Call me trouble. This guy uh, you've purchased, and, and with reason uh, we've got some really good races coming up during the constellations obviously at the end of the year the inter-dominion series is right here in brisbane his trial last week what wh what sort of thought collection did you have immediately after that trial because to the eye he was exceptional in that trial well we would um chris we tried some when, when i got the horse he was he was um he he'd over race and he'd pull and and you couldn't get him up to a mobile he'd jump out of his gear and they told me that in new zealand they sort of said when you work him you just got to sit there and be a passenger and and he just he just sort of basically bolts but um when i got him here i thought oh, I, I just didn't want to put up with that sort of thing so i just i just put a a, a bit on him that works with other pullers and um it worked with him and so i just wanted to see um because uh, we haven't had a lot of racing i just wanted to see if it, you know like if he was if he was had manners in the race and he did have and um nathan just gave him a good solid one and um because uh saturday night's race is two miles so he's sort of got to be ready for it and um yeah that's the story yeah, well, he started off the 50-metre handicap in that trial. It was a full field. There was, what, 10 or 11 runners there. Some two-minute mile rate, last half 56.9, and he looked comfortable going to the line. Um, yeah, I, I, would, I would have liked to have known what he ran his last mile in, actually, because it was... Mm -hmm. um, some some clockers have said to me some, some silly times, but anyway, um, um, you know, if you can do that, at the end of two mile, he'd be going close to winning. Mm. Just with that one start that he's had, uh, and looking at him, does he does he get a bit fired up? He looks like he's a bit hot. Yeah, well, that, that that's that's what that's that was his problem, and that's why I I, I changed his bit around, and to, you know, and I, I put a um, I put a, a fly veil on him uh, as a gear change, and um, and put a, a a different bit, and it seems to have worked with him. So he's he's not as fiery now. He's you can sort of he can parade around and he's not trying to take off, which helps him step too. Um, and I, I I I do think or I hope that he'll he'll also go up to the mobile and and come out properly without being a goose, because um, he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of gate speed when he does come out. Okay, just on that trial, what was the feedback from Nathan? Did you get the thumbs up about the gear changes? Yeah, that's what he said to me. He said that, that, that they were good gear changes and they worked and it's onwards and upwards now. Okay. So, so, so are you good. confident that he'll run the two mile on Saturday night? Well, look, I I, um, I talked to the, the old owner, Zach Butcher, the other day and asked him, do you reckon he'll run two mile? And he said he'll do it on his ear. And I'd have to agree with him because I work him here at home and I, and I work him over two mile and 
and all my other horses, sort of, I work them over 2,400, uh, my, my paces, and the last um, 400 metres is up a hill, and they're starting to feel the, the pressure going up the hill on the third time. Well, he does the, the, fourth, the fourth lap, and he flies up the hill. So um, I, I, don't think, I don't think it'll be a problem. Okay, so you've got him on the right path then. Those gear changes sound like they've done the trick. Well, hopefully. <laughs> It'd be good if it has. <laughs> well, and, and it will be in all seriousness because, as, as I said, uh, you're aiming towards those bigger races and uh, there's some big money up the grab. So if you've oh, got him yeah. on the right path, that's that's really uh, pleasing. Yeah, well, it is. It is, and there is, um, like you said, there. Are, you know, this is just the start of it all. Um, if we can... Um, if we can get him to settle and and race truly, and he does win some money, well, that's it's good for the connections because there's a few of them, and they'll they'll all make a quid, and then they'll want to buy another one because they're all like that. Yep. Well, there's no standout trotter in Queensland right now. We've got some talented types, but there's no dominant trotter. Hopefully, in time to come, your guy can step up and claim that mantle. Oh, wouldn't that be good, Chris? I, I don't think I've ever... I haven't trained a trotter before. I've trained one trotter who is no good um, okay. and couldn't trot. Um, and, I've, and then now I've got this bloke. Um, it'd be great. Beginner's luck, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> well, it'd be a, a, a great boost for the uh, the local industry, that's for sure. If We've got uh, genuine contenders for these good races. And uh, as I said, that trial the other day was, was really pleasing. It was a, a step in the right direction. So hopefully... Tonight, with uh, the Mayor Gwyneth P, and then doubling down on Saturday with uh, the Trotter, um, it could be a good week for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm trialling Madrigal on Friday. No, okay, I was going to ask about her. So she's had that little freshen up. Are you pleased with the way she did? Yeah, she, yeah, she's um, she's back and she looks good. She's a bit big at the moment, but uh, a, a trial or two will bring her back down and she'll be fine. Okay, so are we pushing towards Oaks Features? Is that the, oh, the long-range target? Oh, I think that'll be the long-range target if she gets there. Um, if she, yeah, she's got to prove herself, um, you know, in the lower grade races first. We'll take the lower fruit this time. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. We've learned from Gwyneth P, so we might uh, go a different direction uh, and hopefully come out on top. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, excellent stuff. I really appreciate the time. Best of luck uh, tonight and again on Saturday night as well. Good on you, Chris. Thanks, mate. There's Mark Reese joining us. So he does a good job with his team. He's got Gwyneth P, as I said. She is uh, perfectly poised tonight in that final race. Uh, couldn't have found a better race. She is clearly the class runner, so she is going to be awfully hard to beat. And then he's got his trotter stepping out. Uh, call me trouble on Saturday night in the Trotters Marathon. So that's going to be very interesting. Race two tonight at Redcliffe, Candy Kane. She's a little up and down right now, but at her best, she's well up to winning this race. And her trainer now joins us, Gail Geeson. Gail, appreciate the time. No worries, Chris. Thank you very much. What are the expectations with Candy Kane tonight? Um, well, yeah, Chris, uh, we're just going to go uh, slide forward and get her forward position. There's a fair bit of speed under us. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens at the start. But, yeah, she, she definitely is an up and down little filly out uh, there now. Um, but uh, she's got a lot of a lot of ability. Matt had really big high hopes for her um, last year, and he really had a big opinion of her. But um, we've had a few issues with her, um, but hopefully we're, we're getting on top of them now. So, um, yeah, hopefully she can get back to her best, yeah. Okay. In fairness for Candy Kane, though, she hasn't had a great deal of luck. Uh, she got caught up behind a tiring leader recently. Uh, she was uh, drawn poorly in a few of her races. She got left parked out the other day, so... 
things just yeah. aren't going to plan with her racing style. Definitely not, Chris. Yeah, last week, yeah, she weighed, and I thought, yeah, we'll get a nice trailing draw, and we lobbed in the death. I thought, wow, and they've gone 156. I thought, you're definitely not having a lot of luck, this filly. But um, anyway, let's hope the luck can turn. Yeah, hope so, hope so Chris, yeah. Well, you've got the right man aboard tonight to, to turn that luck because Nathan Dawson, he could win on a broomstick right now. Yeah, exactly, Chris, yeah. And actually, his last time he drove her, he, he had a... Yeah, he was quite impressed by her and said, uh, she's, she, yeah, she's ready to win. Um, um, so anyway, but yeah, he's sort of got the... He's got the hang of her and he sort of knows her little tricks. So yeah, with, with Nathan aboard, I'm just, yeah, hoping for a... For a yeah, a good good luck and uh, hopefully a good... Uh, Good, pl- uh, yeah. Whatever happens with her, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, is this the only runner for you tonight? Just Candy Kane? Yes, it, uh, only one racing, Chris. Um, I've got two educating actually. Um, I've got a nice little two-year-old that Rick, Rick really likes. Um, he's going around in the education. He's um actually got his name. He's called the Cookie Monster. Um, it's one of Vic, yeah, I know, cute name. It's one of Vic's favourites, and also a three-year-old filly that we've had a lot of issues with. Um, she's going around in the education as well, called Poppy Ray. So, um. I'm just hoping that you know. Hopefully, those two will show something tonight, and yeah, get some, yeah, get some horses racing to the races soon. Yeah. Okay. So you have got some youth coming through the stable by the sound of it, and they're, they're two examples tonight. Exactly, Chris. Yeah, we've got two to one tonight. Yeah. So um, we've only got nine in work, and we've actually um, right now we've got eight racing. So um, yeah, majority are racing, obviously, and uh, we've just got them back. Um, they've just had a few of them have had two starts back. Um, so hopefully, you know, within this next month. We'll hopefully, yeah, be getting a few winners, hopefully, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, fingers crossed Candy Cane can turn the tables tonight and have a little bit of luck and things can go her way and she can win. I hope so. really do hope so, Chris. Really do. She certainly got the ability to. Certainly has, Chris. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yep. Excellent stuff. Really appreciate the time, Gail. We'll see you trackside. No worries, Chris. Thank you very much. There's Gail Geeson joining us. So Candy Cane steps out in race two tonight. Drawn gate three. As I said, she's she's going well enough. She's just not having any luck. So hopefully tonight things can go her way and uh, she can be in the mix. She's a $9 chance uh, with Tab right now. Another trainer that joined us from down the other Tweed way is John Bazirio. And the obvious question I've got to ask John as he joins me now, are you an adopted Queenslander or still a New South Welshman, John? Oh, uh, well, I, I go over two or three months of the year, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you like it up here on the coast, though, don't you? Oh, I love it. I've been coming up for about 40 years, yeah, on, on and off. I've missed probably six or seven years out of the 40. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're originally yeah, from, from Bathurst? Yeah, Canoundra originally, and then we moved to Bathurst, yeah. yeah. So you make those trips home, what, two, two, three times a year or only for a short time? Do you go in the summer or do you go in the winter? Oh, we're not, in the old days, we used to always just leave about May and come up here for three or four months. But the last couple of years, um, I've decided I've been coming up in January and just and stay until about August. If, if, you know, it's been working out not too bad. The weather's good and the blokes up here, we, we, um, I knock about with all pretty good fellas, so we enjoy ourselves, yeah. All right, so how many are you working currently down there on the tweet? Uh, six. Six, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're, I think they're busy. all racing this week. Yeah, too too busy for me. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've got an old fellow that. Oh, well, he's not actually old. He's younger than me, but he's he's had a, a bit of a stroke, and he comes and gives me a hand in the morning, washes them, and puts them away for me, which is pretty yeah, you know, pretty handy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, too right, too right. Another yeah. question that I've got to ask, who spent more time on the tweed last year out of you and Chris Frisby? Uh, maybe me, but, but Chris Chris don't like being home at all. He's, if, he's, if he's not up here, he'll go to Melbourne. He, he just... He loves travelling. He, he just doesn't care where he goes as long as he's not at home. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, he just no, seemed he, like he was here all year last year. It did seem like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he'd be up in about three weeks, I think. He's heading up. So. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll be for an Dean's extended time. Uh, yeah, he'll probably stay until when I do, about August, I'd say. Yeah. And Dean's, Dean's coming up in three weeks' time. Pardon? I don't Dean Sinovskis, that is. Yeah, mate. Yeah, he's he's. Yeah. I was talking to him this morning. He's bringing nine up in about two or three weeks. So I'm not not sure how long he's staying for, but but he'll probably stay as long as his wife will let him. Yeah. 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 Well, it, it started to it well, it'll start to cool off down there in Gunning, and as we know, uh, those winters down there where he's from, Dean, uh, they're brutal. Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, Bathurst is bad enough, but Gunning, I think, could be worse. You know. Yeah. yeah. It's not good at all. At least right. up here, well, still going to have a swim. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> let's see if you can get some uh, money tonight. Race four, number two, the Grogmother. This is her third run back this campaign. Are you happy with the way or the way she's going right now? Actually, yeah, she's she's come good. I, I, when I first got here, they all got crook on me, and um, oh, it was probably my own fault. I normally um, treat them before I come up with the stuff to, for the travel, and, and I was crook myself, and I forgot about doing it. They all got crook, but um, I've had all their bloods done, and they're all they're all back on track now. They're all going good. I'm pretty sure she'll go very good tonight. I don't yeah. know if she can cross the one or not, but um, yeah, I don't know how I'll go. Yeah. But. yeah, well, they haven't been bad runs. She's finished six both times, and just luck hasn't sort of gone her way in both of those starts. No, that's right. Well, the first, I think that uh, the first start. She almost crossed the one, and she just sort of hung out a bit and couldn't quite get across. And then she got shuffled back to last, Nelly. And then she she made a good run out wide. And the last one, she um, she drew. I think she drew the second row, and she didn't have much luck at all. The, the leader caved in on her, and that didn't help much at all. But I'm pretty happy yeah. the way she's working. Anyway, that's the main thing. All right. she's, and it's yeah. a good draw. It is. It is a good draw. Yeah, best one she's had for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, okay. we've had no, no luck at all with the draws. Shane's no, going to drive, yeah. Mm. Yeah, right yeah. excellent. So she looks a good chance. So how many in for the rest of the week? Uh, tomorrow, Friday? Uh, tomorrow I've got one in the first and one in the last, I think, which is good. <laughs> uh, I've got a maiden in the first. He's, he's a bit of a slug, but um, he, he, some, every now and then he'll, he'll really show you something. Uh but he, he goes his knee a bit, so I'm not sure how we go around Redcliffe. And the other and fella, team sport. Um, team sport, yeah. And the other fella, um, rock and roll. He's he drew the second row this week, but I don't got to worry him. I think he should go pretty good. If, mm. if he lands in a decent spot, I think he should go good again. Yeah. He was good last week, wasn't he? Did that surprise he, you? Uh, well, it did in a little, but. Um, he was working really good, and I wasn't too sure if he'd got over all the illness and everything. And um, no, no one, I told, I told everyone not to bother back at him. <laughs> so that's, that's why it's such a good price, I suppose. And uh, but 
once he uh, got behind the leader, I thought he'd go pretty good, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought he might lead all the way, but then I said to um, Angus, if Nathan has a crack at you, just let him go, you know, so it worked out pretty good. Yeah. You, yeah. you would have been popular telling everyone not to back him, and then he lobs at a good price like that. Yeah, well, I'm, all, I'm not very popular most of the time. <laughs> On <laughs> the worst judge ever. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. And then you got a couple in on Friday. He sweet draws barrier one. Now, he showed that he's back to somewhere near his best because he trialled well last week. Yeah, he trialled good, but he didn't didn't have to do much. But um, at least uh, he, he raced at Redcliffe about a month ago and he got beat 100 yards. He went absolutely shocking. and But he, he was really crook at the time that I didn't know. But he's he's actually going pretty good again now. So <clears throat> if he can get a nice quiet quarter tomorrow, not, uh, Friday, he'll go pretty good, I think. Yeah. yeah. All right. And then you've got the two in the same race. Yeah. And then you've got the Grogfather yeah. and Mystery Road in the same race. Yeah. Well, the Grogfather, like, he's just a headache. He's, he'd, be, he'd be the fastest horse we've ever had, but he just you can't control him. Uh, but if he ever puts his mind to it, he'll be a real good horse. And a Mystery Road will. His knees are just about buggered, and he's just got he just pokes around every week, and we just keep him sound as we can, you know. But and he's well, he's got no gate speed at all. He's got to just draw the fence somewhere and just hope he can poke along somewhere, you know. Yeah. But so, I was a bit dis- oh, we're not disappointed. He got beat the other day, but I thought he would have won that race, but he um he just took too long to get wound up, you know, in the straight. Yeah. Well, he just missed out. That was only a nose margin, one of them that day. Yeah, well, actually, you called him the winner, and um, I had a look at the photo when I got home, and I swore black and blue was a um, a dead heat, and I I got in touch with the stewards two or three times, and it took me about oh, nearly a week to have a, good, a proper look at the the main photo, but yeah. the the judge was right as usual, only just, but yeah. <laughs> only just. Yeah. <laughs> And, and tell me, with the grog father, you said he's just mm-hmm. uncontrollable. So he gets keen in these races. Is he like that in track work as well? Yeah, well, uh, last year um, I couldn't even work him at all. That's why I give him to Shane. Yeah. Uh, he just, you know, he's too strong for me because I'm, I'm getting too old to hold him now. But, um, and I give him to Shane and um, and then I, I come up this year and I got onto a different bit. And I can actually jog him on a loose rein now, and he's, he's a lot better. But he still races; too, he just gets a bit too keen racing. But um, if we ever just get him to settle and just do what he like a normal race horse, he could he could be anything. But um, I don't think it's ever going to happen. So I'd like to sell him to America, or I could, but I just got to wait and find out someone who wants to buy him. You know? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So hopefully there's a winner amongst uh, your team this week over the next couple of days. Yeah, with a bit of luck, we might get a couple. Yeah, hopefully anyway, because I'm happy with them all. And um, if they all have get around with that, no bad luck, I think they'll go pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Right. Now tell me, anyway. it's, it's the busiest, uh, busiest time of the year in Bathurst right now with the big gold crown. Do you miss not being there? Oh... Uh, in a way, but I've been doing, I've been going down there, I've been, I think I've been to every one by the last two, yeah, and um, it's, I'm not bagging the club, but it's just, it's just sort of, um, nothing changes, this thing's going the same sort of old thing year after year, and it just, I think it's lost a zip a bit, and uh, 
the money's not as good as it should be. Someone there. Uh, I, I, I run third. In, oh, I didn't. I sold the horse a week before. I run third to a uh, masked musician years ago, and, and he he got twenty five thousand run third. Masked musician got a hundred hundred and ten thousand to win it, I think. And now they're only racing for a hundred, aren't they? So, and yeah. that was shit. That was I don't know a long time ago. Anyway, twenty or thirty years ago. Yeah, yeah but, but the money's not round like it should be, is it? Mm. I don't know. Where so you would have experienced. It. You would have experienced all of those great sort of Bathurst Gold Crown final nights at the showgrounds, and there's some wonderful stories out there about some of those uh, big final nights. Oh, the, uh, in the old, uh, the old showground was a great track. You know, I'm, I'm not the new one's really good too, but we've we've had plenty of um, good nights at the old old showground. Yeah, I, uh, my wife and myself, we used to run the bar there for probably 15 years, and. Um, we we wouldn't we wouldn't even close it after the race till we the, the police come and made us close it. Yeah, we just keep it going. <laughs> uh, we had, there would have been some good drinkers there. there too. Oh, there was. Yeah, yeah. We never had much trouble. What? Right? It was all all good blokes, you know. And uh, yeah, yeah. All the interstate people they all enjoy themselves and get up and have, have a few drinks and you know, it's, it's a pretty good carnival. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No and I was talking no to Wayne Lamb. Last, I was talking to Wayne Lamb last night. He had a real good sale at the, on Sunday. He, he, uh, it's, it's the best sale he's had. He said, and the yeah, sale well, he had the top lot, didn't he? He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's never done that before. He said so. So he was pleased. And um, yeah. but the one at, up to the coast last week was pretty disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. The, what? Yeah. I don't know how Back to the drawing board there. Yeah, that's for sure, yeah. I'm not too yeah. keen on those sales where the, they can keep buying, you know, the owners can buy them back just to get them in the race, you know. There yeah. should be a way they can just put them in the race without putting them in the sale, you know. Mm. I, suppose yeah, I think there there's is, a lot of people but... saying that. Mm. And these bonuses are fantastic up here, but um, now they realise instead of buying one for 15, you've got to pay 30 for them. Because yeah. of the bonus, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, they've but anyway, in there. It's, it's a, it is a good idea, but New South Wales yeah. um, bonuses are pretty ordinary compared to up here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's good. Well, I, excellent I stuff, John. All right, mate. Thanks, well, Chris. Okay. I really appreciate the time. I could chat all day, but I've got to keep moving. And uh, hopefully, there's a winner or two for you over the next couple of days. Well, keep your fingers crossed, mate. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Thanks for ringing. Good on you. There's okay. John Desirio joining us. He's one of the good guys in the game, and uh, hopefully there's a winner or two. Hopefully it will be tonight with the grogmother who steps out uh, tonight at Redcliffe. Here's a man that's been to a few Gold Crown carnivals over the years. Darren Clayton, he joins us each and every Wednesday, and he's online with us now. Good morning, Darren. Yeah, morning, Chris. I've, I've had a few beers poured for me by John at the old showground bar, that's for sure. Uh, there's been some great stories, and uh, it's a special week, uh, and I know you're excited about Gold Crown Week. Uh, we've got all these features coming through on Saturday night. It's said to be another great night of racing. Uh, some, you know, big names are going to be announced there as far as, you know, stars of the sport. But uh, as John said, maybe it's just, you know, time to sort of tinker a little bit and make a few changes. Yeah, I think so. Like, they, they made the... Um, you know, a few years back, boosted the the gold bracelet and the gold 
chalice, the three-year-old finals, up to 100,000 to get them sort of Group 1. Well, now 100,000 is no longer a Group 1. So there's still some, you know, some really nice horses going around there. They've, they've, the tiara and crown finals are up to 150 this year. But, um, yeah, they still had good numbers this year. I think six heats in each of the crown and tiara Um I guess the the change in time of season now has probably impacted the the carnival a little bit. It used to be so big, um, you know, the two-year-olds early on, it's always in March. But now March is is pretty early for the two-year-olds now with the season running through to December. Yeah, no doubt about it. So they've got ladies race night tonight. Uh, They've got 10 races coming through there starting, uh, what, 5.06 our time. And then they're back at it on Saturday night with that uh, big program with all the features coming through. I'll talk more about those on, on Friday with you when you rejoin us. But uh, looks like it's going to be a really solid week of racing. And there's always good entertainment throughout the week down there as well. Yeah, they do do the carnival really well. Like there's so many um, different things going on. There's a ball, there's a golf day. Um, they go out. Well, I know they used to, don't know they still do. Steve Turnbull hosts a morning tea for everyone and... Um, you can go out and have a look at his little saucepan track and um, all those horses that are, are, do so well on it. So, um, yeah, they, they do do the carnival really well and um, a few Queenslanders down there at the moment as well. Mm, yeah, hopefully there's uh, Laspinas to the fore, the, uh, the Queensland family that uh, have had a great deal of success and they continue to have success. They've got the favourite Luxa Turner lining up in the gold tiara. So we'll talk more about that on Friday. Two key points that I wanted to talk to you this morning. Uh, Leap to fame. Your thoughts on the trial yesterday? Yeah, thought it was really good, Chris. Um, just eased back early, sat through. It was only a small field of four, but he sat three back. Deus Ex, um, you know, no slouch. He's a free-for-all performer himself, and um, Chloe Butler really sort of had him rolling along in front for that last 800, so... Um, when when Grant Dixon pulled him to the outside and let him go, he really let down nicely in that last half, really strong. So um, plenty to like in, in how he hit the line, especially the fact he you know sat pretty still that last little bit, did Grant, and um, good effort Deus Ex as well. But 54-3, really impressive. Yeah, Darren, um, just on Leap to Fame, I did text Grant Dixon earlier this morning. He just got back to me to say that he's going to run more than likely first up on the 15th of April. So, Chris, given it's the 15th, do you think he may have another trial before the 15th of April? For sure. For sure. Yeah, so that's the date we lock in, 15th of April. Okay, well, there you have it. And, Darren, to your point last week, we were talking about invites for the rising sun. When are they going to be issued? Well, I, I think his is in the mail, so we, we should be expecting, or we should be expecting an announcement any time now in the next couple of days about uh, Leap to Fame being the first horse invited for the Rising Sun, which is which is the right thing, and it's fitting, given that you know he's the local star and uh, he, he's got the runs on the board. Yeah, exactly, and um, you know he's like you say, he's got the runs on the board. He is the top seed. Arguably the best the best pacer possibly in Australia at the moment. There's plenty of conjecture around that. Um, that's another argument for another time. But yeah, he, he deserves that spot, and um, he'll go he'll go mighty close to winning that race this year after a really brave third last year as a three year old. 
Mm, and I've got a feeling that Racing Queensland officials will be watching that meeting uh, very closely on Friday from Alexandra Park, Auckland. They've got the Oaks and the Derby features set to be run there, and I think they're going to be taking particular interest in both races there. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any more invites coming out of those uh, features this weekend. Yeah, it certainly will, and I, I guess depending how um, how it plays out in that um, in that derby, but um, yeah, Merlin draws particularly well, so um, he could be the one that they wave the wand towards. Mm. <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, there you go. Uh, the other one that I wanted to talk to you about. G- give me the numbers on Nathan Dawson. I- I'm sure that's his first five for yesterday. So uh, dominated yesterday, like he has been. Uh, throughout 2023, but give us the uh, the days of the year to to wins ratio. Yeah, so that that is his first fifer. So um, he got to hold the ball up there halfway through the innings. Um, it was super effort there. He's got so yesterday we were 90 days. Uh, sorry, 80 days into the season, and he drove his 90th winner. So. Um, that's just an incredible strike rate. Uh, and then yesterday, you look at the starting price of the horses he drove yesterday, the five winners. It's not like he just drove favourites or, um, you know, any. They were $3.10, $2.90, $7.50, $2.70, $6.50. They were the starting price of the horses he drove yesterday fixed on the tab. So, um, you know, the effort that he's going to at the moment and he just keeps um keeps turning it into win so 80 we're 80 days so 81 or 82 today um he's got 90 wins he's got another strong book at redcliffe tonight um it's amazing and sort of the the lead he's got already is unbelievable so if he keeps it up and he's driving real not only is he driving well that's um that's a given but um, he's really putting everything into to chasing this tally. So, um, you know, fair play to him. He's, he's going hard and, and the results are coming. Not only that, he trained a winner yesterday as well. His first, um, first winner this year as a trainer. So um, he's doing it all. Mm, absolutely. Just on that winner, I think it was its first winner. I think it was about start number 50. So uh, he's only just recently got that horse from Victoria. So he's done a, a big job there to, to get him into the winner's circle. So you're right. It's a full book tonight, nine drives at the program. And then looking at tomorrow, 10 race card, he's got nine drives. And when you look at the national premiership, so 90 wins for Nathan, his nearest rivals on 52. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, uh, um, you know, if he can keep this, keep this speed up and, and keep this consistency up who knows where it ends up because um you know we get into into areas at the moment where every second week we're having six meetings so we're really only having five meetings a week in queensland so um we get sort of later in the year is six and seven meetings a, a week that he can possibly be driving at i'm sure it's a it's a huge ask and um it certainly take a toll on both um, mentally and physically but um, you know if he just keeps going at it he's going to he's going to go mighty close to uh, breaking that 315 record of Pete McMullins at the moment he's on track to, to absolutely demolish that yeah yeah obliterate it there's no question about that so it will be interesting so he's got 
some great opportunities tonight. That that one in the last, it just looks an absolute uh, moral, doesn't it? Gwyneth P, uh, Mark Reese has done a, a super job finding a race like that for her. Yeah, well, it's um, <laughs> to, to get that race off the ground and to get into it, yeah, absolutely superb. He's, um, it's, it's a massive drop back in class. Her run on Saturday was really good, pretty unlucky there in that mare's grade and back into that company. Um, yeah, you won't, uh, you won't see a better find of a race to get your horse in than that. He's done a super job to, um, to find that one and get it to go around and it looks a, a case of put in, take out. So hopefully all goes well for the team there tonight. All right, where do we find your best bet? We've got nine races. We start 5.22. Where is Darren Clayton's best bet? Yeah, it was interesting. You actually were talking to John Bazzario then because I'm really keen on the Grog Mother in race four. Uh, horse two, those two runs back from a spell. First up, um, well, last time out, it was the second line and inside the second line, in fact, and it just really didn't play out in her favour. First up... She had a really good crack for the lead, but just couldn't quite get across there in the early stages. I think tonight she gets to the front in this race, and I think once she gets to the front, she can see it out. Um, really handy little filly or, um, when she's right. So race four, number two, the Grog Mother. Okay, 340, currently tab fixed price right now. Is there anything else that stands out? Yeah, there's one that I was a little bit surprised by its price, Chris, and that's in race one, horse number two, Altana Blue. He does his best work when he can find the front and just roll along up on the speed. He gets conditions today to, to absolutely capitalise upon that. Um, he was a winner a couple of runs back at Marburg. That was a standing start race, but that was a race where he found the front, and uh, like I said, in front is where he likes to be, and... Um, there might be a couple of stronger horses off the back line, but uh, I think if he gets to the front there and can control it, um, last time he led led them up at uh, Redcliffe, he was just collared in the closing stages. His form sort of dipped a little bit there, but he's back in form now, and uh, I can't see why he can't take them all the way. Race one, number two, Altana Blue. Okay, $8, twenty the place with Tab Vick's prize. Um, is there just a little query about 2040 with Altana Blue? No, I don't think there is, Chris. I think uh, he's the he's that last start at Marburg that was 2200, and that was from the tapes. Um, he does sort of tend to mix his form up a little bit. He's got a, a win at Redcliffe over the 2040 previously. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm quite happy to take that on. Like I say, he's a different horse when he can get to the front and. Uh, um, I think he gets across that one, and that should prove all the difference. Okay, good value. Like I said, eight dollars, two twenty the place. What about the tab main quaddy? Five, six, seven, and eight. Have you got some numbers? Yeah. So that first leg, race five. Um, thought this was a race, probably a little bit more open. I thought it was an open quaddy tonight. I've got number one, Beach on Fire, on top, just not suited over the twenty one hundred at Albion Park last time. Matt I Reactor, Jonah Hutchinson's team's in good form. Um, he got the win last time out. He, no favours this time from the wider gate. Dollar Bill, um, he's always thereabouts in these type of races and he can probably get forward early. A number eight talk rider, uh, all those talk mares are going well for the Butler stable. So one, five, eight and nine. The second leg, I thought this looked a race in two. I've got number four, Tullhurst Cuddles on top. 
She was too strong at Marburg a few back. Um, not much has gone her way since then. Number six away overnight. He's got the wide gate, but uh, that shouldn't prove too much of a deterrent. He was tough there last week in getting the job done at Redcliffe. In that race, he had to do plenty of work, and that may be the case again tonight. So four and six. Third league, I thought a tricky little contest, this one. I've got number one, always be a talk on top. Um, don't really know too much about the gate speed this horse has, so gate one certainly gets the opportunity to, to show that there. Five, Keith will do. Um, gate three last week and, and went back, so not sure you'd expect him to be going forward from five, so he's probably going to have to be chasing. And number seven, I'm a Midnight Rebel. If the one leads, well, he's going, well she's going to be right in behind and um, wasn't too far away last time. So one, five and seven. And in the final leg, I've got Harley Blue on top, but with no deal of confidence. I thought she was a good chance last week, just couldn't get it done. Gate three this week, but uh, she just seems to be, uh, well, she's a mare now, but even when she was in a two- and three-year-old ca campaign, she just always seemed to find a way to get beaten. So um, hopefully tonight she can get it right and, and win that race. If there's a danger, it probably comes from Ollie One Shot. Um, I think he'll be well suited following through here and uh, can certainly bob up. So three and eight in that final leg. Okay, so numbers tonight for the quaddy one five eight nine into four and six into one five seven, and then we finish off with numbers three and eight. So that's the quaddy tonight. Darren's best bet race four number two, the Grogmother. She's currently at three forty with Tab Vic's prize. And the value players race one, number two, Altana Blue. Eight dollars the win, two twenty the place. That's how we play regular tonight. Nine races at five twenty-two. Hopefully, the good form continues for you. Yeah, we've had a, a good little run in the last couple of days. So, and um, last week at Redcliffe too. So we got uh, we followed the the right man last week, Nathan Dawson, with the bookend.